Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Autism podcast. I'm Michelle Davey and this is my co-host. Hi everyone, it's Christelle. And we're back with a new season. Do you like what I did there, Christelle? What <laughs> <Important> new season? <laughs> we had a temporary glitch, a temporary break in proceedings, which to be well, honest... Michelle, Michelle lost her voice. I completely lost my voice for about 10 days straight. And I'm talking, Christelle, I couldn't even, I couldn't even ring you up and give you abuse by a voice message, could I? Like, it Listen, was literally gone. I was gone. wondering why I didn't have a headache for 10, for 10 days. <laughs> it just came to me. I was thinking, oh, this is the reason why. Peaceful times. Christelle had a peaceful 10 days and I suspect so did most of you uh, and especially people that know me. But we have been busy planning our episodes coming up. And to be honest, Chris, we have been pretty relentless. We've done nearly 18 months straight without a break. So (laughs) a little break to freshen our ideas. And who better... Don't be too hard on us. (laughs) Who better to freshen the idea palette with is neurodivergent underscore Lou. Hello, Louise. Hiya. Thanks so much for coming and joining us. And this is the perfect timing, actually, Louise, for what we're going to be speaking about today, because I saw a really interesting post of yours, which I thought straight away thought about my son and our little family. And obviously something that a lot of people are doing at this time of year. So, yeah. So, Louise, we're going to talk about holidays today, aren't we? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your post, Louise, and what it was about. So I did a post about holidays um, and it kind of covered everything um, that autistic people experience with going on holiday. So what's difficult about holidays, what can help to cope with holidays and why the experience of holidays for autistic people might be might be a lot different than for neurotypicals. Really, really interesting. So tell us from your perspective, um, you're autistic. What as a child, how was holidays for you? I think they were quite unpredictable and quite an it's like stressful experience for me and my family like often yeah it'd be quite a lot of meltdowns on the lead up um, and during the transition period and often during the holiday we might not be able to do everything that we wanted to do because it was so exhausting and so different and I think initially they didn't really understand that what how it was so different for me but definitely like over the years become a lot clearer about why holidays are so difficult so uh, when was you diagnosed Louise? I was diagnosed when I was 15 so quite late yeah and and what sort of things about a holiday would would make it quite a stressful situation for you yeah so I think it, like the biggest thing is the such a massive change of routine so it's like you go from being in quite a structured sort of environment with all the stuff that you need around you um knowing kind of what's you're going to do each day to doing different things each day some of which you might never have done before and then also kind of I think there's a lot more social interactions on holiday you're interacting with a whole new set of people that you don't interact with often um, and you don't really necessarily have kind of the script for so when I say that I mean like for it for a lot of autistic people they have scripts in their heads for what they want to say so when you're on holiday that's a lot more difficult and also the sensory elements like I know often when we go on holiday for example we might go somewhere hot or we might be like different smells and different kind of experiences with that as well. Yeah so everything's different in some holidays obviously you just said about the smell obviously the temperature you know and accommodation as well 
So how do you deal with that? Do you have to bring any certain items from home to make the experience better for you? Or are there provisions that you call ahead to the accommodation locks and can this be put in place and so on? Yeah, so it's been a like a variety of different things over the year, like years. I think I do bring like lots of stuff from home. I bring like sensory items. I have a weighted blanket. If we're traveling somewhere in the car, like, I can bring that. And I have, yeah, lots of different comforts that I bring with me. And also kind of looking ahead on the websites of places can really help with me knowing like the adjustments. And I think it is always good if you're not sure to like ring ahead and ask what they can do, because a lot of places do have kind of adjustments that they can make whether you're kind of whether it's like about where you're staying in a hotel like which location so you want to be like away from the noise or if you just want to know if there's a quiet room somewhere you're visiting like all those different things can be really helpful to know I think also like me being really involved in the planning of what we're doing to make sure like or as much as I can be to know that I like know what's happening and having kind of a schedule on my phone or like written down I think has always been helpful so that I know like what's happening yeah so like an artin is an itinerary like something that is I don't know if that's the right word I'm using but you know because sometimes we when we go like on a girl's holiday or something my friends will have 9 p 9 a.m breakfast um 9 13 so and so I find it like so overwhelming like oh my god there's so much to do but for you is that something that you find very helpful yeah like it is really helpful for me I think even having a rough guide sometimes more detail is helpful really depends on like the mood like I think it like it depends on how exhausted I am but it's nice to know like a rough idea of what's happening each day I've even like when I was younger I had like different pictures for different things um that would help a lot as well with my son I don't see something that you do uh Lou we say we go into like haven holiday i show my son i can i can look search it because they honestly we've been on holiday search anything on youtube and say it's like haven perrin sands right that's where we went three four years ago and there's like always people that do little tours and little videos and show you around the camp like little youtubers they might only have like 37 views the time my son's watch it they've got like 12 million views because he just will watch it consistently up until we go so that he knows he kind of before we get to the camp (laughs) or the hotel he knows his way around but that can be a little bit of a challenge because sometimes if something's changed like there was one time that the arcade sort of bit was closed so that wasn't how my son then saw it happening do you understand that Louise like yeah definitely I guess it's like almost as if you've predicted it one way and then you've kind of set yourself like calm and set yourself kind of imagining it in your head because that's another thing a lot of autistic people find difficult like I know with neurotypical people like they might find it easier to imagine what a hotel room is going to look like or what the accommodation is going to look like but for me it's a lot more difficult and then once something's kind of in my head and then that's changed that's like really difficult I think um, for my son it's a little bit different I think not having a routine doesn't really bother him I think he does prefer a routine but for him I think for what's more important to him is just knowing like having some sort of idea like you said of what is going to be going on so if tomorrow we're going to the cinema if I tell him beforehand okay we are going to be going to cinema at some point that helps him but I feel like if we say we're going to go in the morning and then we end up going to the evening it doesn't really bother him so I guess everybody is just so different 
yeah that's the yeah. thing is yeah every autistic person is just so different yeah so different you can't just bunch people together and be like oh yeah all autistic people will be so disrupted if you don't give them an itinerary you know everyone's yeah. so different but I think we've missed like a big chunk we've kind of gone past the whole traveling bit the actual travel how do you handle sort of plane journeys because I know even like for me if I travel I always get that thing in the ear. I don't know if anyone else gets it. You know, when you there's so much pressure that builds up. And I remember when I went for the first time when I was younger, I was in tears because it was so painful. So are there any kind of like um, things that come with traveling that you kind of find very difficult? And if so, how do you get past it? Yeah, so I think traveling is so difficult for me. Like I think that sometimes that's the hardest bit of the holiday is like, getting to the airport and there's often it's very busy or at least when we used to go like it was just so busy um and there were so many different stages and so many different kind of like unpredictables about that I think like with security for example it's like unknown people kind of getting quite close to you um and sometimes like touching you or you know like yeah, down. yeah it's like Lou can I ask something just to interject yeah. in there if because see my son when I am just I've said this before on the podcast right every single time I go on a plane I get searched I just look dodgy I think like I will <laughs> always get searched I'm always the one that gets searched <laughs> so uh, but that really stresses my son out like massively mm. would you feel that too if if it was your one of your parents or family members or a group someone in your group that you're traveling with yeah like I think it is like a worry for them like even though you obviously know that nothing's kind of going to happen and that they're literally just having kind of like a routine sort of pat down or whatever I think it is quite stressful especially if they're like a person I um I really rely on as well um and like someone who's a safe person I think it's like oh like what's happening to them and then also like the something different has happened to them that's happened to me as well and like not necessarily understanding why that's happened I know for me when I was younger it's like what's happened there like that was quite difficult as well I mean now it's become the norm like if it doesn't happen which it hasn't ever yet I think that'll throw my son more now because (laughs) he's come to expect that I do get searched (laughs) yeah so I know that that must be very stressful yeah like I think it's quite difficult like as well carrying a bag like that's hard because it's especially if it's a suitcase like a lot of autistic people struggle with kind of a sense of their body in space um and like bashing into people and then navigating a suitcase behind you um carrying that for long periods of time can be quite painful and like especially for autistic people who struggle with kind of like joint pain and like there's quite a high percentage of autistic people who also have kind of joint mobility problems as well like it can be quite difficult and I think like going through the airport as well as we were saying like before I think it is very different to how you expect and often you're expected to spend a lot of time there like Mm. it's different to any other kind of setting in the fact that there's different stages and you're expected to spend a lot of time there like I think it can be helpful to just have like stuff that's comforting for you and have a look around like on YouTube they often have like updated tours that I find that like the major airports especially sometimes have information on their websites um and they also do like lately I've seen they do like autism passports for aeroplanes which can be quite helpful just to have like your main kind of things that are important to you on them and have it like written down and help prepare yourself 
for traveling and there's the sunflower lanyard as well which I have worn in airports before and they have like helped me like m opened up a new queue for me to go through security and things okay. like that which has been really helpful does the traveling time matter to you so for example if you're traveling to somewhere that's eight hours away and or traveling to somewhere that's like two hours away do you opt for the shorter journey or you don't mind the longer journeys I think I would always like most people I guess opt for the shorter journey just because it's less time sitting in a small cramped space and with lots of different like it's like quite a sensory experience being on an aeroplane for a long period of time like it's a very cold environment and like mm. yeah very different to what is you like what I'm used to so yeah I guess I'm always the person who would opt for a shorter experience yeah I think most of us would yeah yeah what what is what was your favorite what's your ideal holiday Louise See, I think if I could, I'd go to somewhere very close to home and just have somewhere that I can just chill for sort of five days in just like my, by myself in like a little. Completely um, by yourself, not with yeah, anybody else. I think I would like that. Like often people are quite surprised when I say that, I think. But it's nice. I think it would just be nice to get away from everything I mean in an ideal world like that would be it but I think realistically like I often need like help and support so yeah like realistically probably best to go with a friend or family member but <laughs> yeah just I guess I'd probably do a lot less than most people do on holiday I think I spend a lot of time just doing what I usually do which is just sitting in my room just chilling I'd like sleep yeah. I would catch up on sleep so <laughs> yeah exactly but most people would be like boring but I would love that I would absolutely love that so Louise what are your top tips for traveling for people who are, who are very much like yourself or for parents with autistic children mm. yeah I think planning and preparation is really important so just planning thinking in advance what is going to be helpful what is going to work I think involving the young person in kind of the organization and what they would like to do I think incorporating special interests is always brilliant like my special interest as a child was horse riding and we'd often like incorporate like doing going to see horses or going horse riding and things that I wouldn't necessarily always do at home which was always really nice um I think also being aware of having downtime I think that was something that I often forgot about as like when I was younger like I didn't really necessarily realize that I needed it but like depending on the activity sometimes it might need like if I do what an activity on one day I might need like a rest the next day just to kind of decompress after an activity and after that like busy schedule um and I think yeah the third my third tip would be to make sure that you like put in those adjustments that you need I think sometimes it can be difficult to ask for them because you're worried about other people's opinions or whatever but I think if you or your family need them it's always just best to ask I think most places nowadays are like happy to accommodate when they can um, and will point you in the right direction to things whether it's like whatever you need I think that can be really helpful sounds good Louisa's really yeah. got us into the Amazing. holiday feeling hasn't she Mage? <laughs> I know. I, and I just love your Instagram page, Louise. There's so many amazing posts. They're so clearly written and they've really helped me. They really have. I mean, there's, every day when you put a new post up, I'm like, we could talk about this with Louise. We could talk about this with Louise. They're just so great and definitely a page to check out. Where are you on Instagram, Louise? At neurodivergent underscore Lou. 
neurodiversion underscore Lou. And Lou, you will be back again, won't you? Yes, I will be. <laughs> You've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. And oh, first of all, we did ask you actually, are you going on holiday soon? Is this what, what provoked the, the post? Yeah, I'm going on holiday next week. Oh, wow. Ooh, where are you and going? Going to Wales. Oh, Very lovely. Nice. I love Wales. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Me and Christelle Alicia, went why to are Wales. You saying, why are you saying yeah like that? Like I've never been. I've been like three times. Because uh, <laughs> I was laughing because I know when you went. Because it was with me that you went. Me and Christelle <laughs> went to Wales at school. With the school. Loved it. Loved it. It was, it was an experience. <laughs> but yeah i hope you have a fantastic time lou and we'll speak to you again very soon thank you thanks bye bye oh chris i love that i'm so glad we're back after a little break yeah that was really good i mean louise really spoke so well about holidays and she's given us her top tips so I feel like it will get a lot of people into the holiday feeling. But unfortunately, I will not be going on holiday this summer. Oh, there's, too much, there's too much going on. I can't. No, we're just going to enjoy. Plus, plus the prices are like five grand for like two days at South End. Oh, my God. It's so <laughs> expensive. Honestly, it's so expensive. But you know what? We're going to find a way to enjoy England. Yeah. Yes. Great Britain. Travel. It's a beautiful country. We're going to travel. We're going to find out all the areas that we haven't been to and we are going to have a lovely journey <laughs> and you're going to come up and see me oh yes i can't wait and enjoy the countryside we'll do a vlog <laughs> yes it, the vlog needs to come it really does that's what we've been working on when we've been finishing season to season here that's what we've been doing yeah working <laughs> so hard on our vlog but no honestly we've got loads of stuff coming really yeah. excited about it and you know love that little flashback to um Truern, our little trip to wales there Christelle. i love wales i love wales when we went that was so good wasn't it so it was basically really what they did was they took all of us out of the Dagenham. inner depths the inner depths of east london Dagenham, and took Dagenham. us to this place called Truern in uh wales which was like broken mm. beacons and we like climbed the mountains and yeah it was really good no no social media, no no TV or anything like that. Literally just people and people and activities. Why are you trying to act like just because there's no social media and TV that that meant we were wholesome and sat around a campfire? That was not yes, the term that I remember. Yes, it was so wholesome. It was so <laughs> meaningful, you know. It was so, so zen, you know. I'm not even, I'm not even going to go into the memories that I can remember from those trips. If that's what, if that's what, what you want to... <laughs> a really peaceful trip okay we'll leave it there for today but yes if you are on a holiday let us know what your little top tips are and we'll post them up on our instagram you can and follow if you want us to come along if you want us to come along and do a vlog <laughs> that's there. fine yeah that, that's fine as well just you know send us the tickets and then we'll sort the rest of the details out later that's it you can contact mm. Chrissy Baby at Chrissy Baby Ten. Yeah, and you can contact contact me, sure, at the Cockney Vlog Girl. Yes, you can message us on Let's Talk Artisan Podcast. That's right, we're back next week with another week and another great guest. Until then, stay safe, enjoy the peculiar weather and our new season stay on Let's Talk Cloud. Autism Podcast. Oh yeah, Christelle, you've been flooded out in London, everyone. Yeah, listen, it has been <laughs> absolutely mental I'm not even joking I had to drive in that and 
it was, was it like a scene yeah it was really it was really scary it was literally you know like I felt like I was in a film. I have never, ever seen London like that in all my 25 years. Um, <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, anyway, I was thinking, swiftly, like 20, I was swiftly, thinking 25 years. Swiftly <laughs> moving along. Um, yeah, in all my young years, I've never seen London like that. So it was really, really scary. Um, there was there were cars stuck in the actual puddles. I, I, I don't, you can't even call them puddles because Blood, you could water. swim in that. And I just thought, so imagine driving past people. You're thinking, I can't even help you because I don't even know. But it and was how are the so kids, scary. though? How were the kids in the car? In underwear. <laughs> they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't know what was going on. They were just enjoying, you know, the um, devices in the car and stuff. They didn't care. I was there <laughs> driving thinking, oh my God, let us make it home safely, please, Lord. But no, mm-hmm. I've never seen it like that. But um, I hope everybody is okay yeah. and everybody's safe. And, you know, hopefully we get some good weather. Well, it's been fine here, Crystal. We haven't had a drop of rain. But Well, that's why I'm coming to see you, Mish. Because yeah. you know, you're where the safety is. Yeah. <laughs> well, so from goodbye from me in the nice dry plains of the English countryside and goodbye and from goodbye Christelle from in, in the depths of the Thames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs>